Oh, so I was on Twitter earlier, <laughs> and the hashtag scare a Disney character was trending. Scare a Disney character? Yeah. Some of these are really funny. You showed me one of them earlier, right? Yeah, it was... It was about Olaf? Olaf finds out what what frozen things really do in summer, and it's a picture of Olaf trying to hold his face together. Yeah. yeah. When he's, like, by the fire or whatever. <laughs> Beauty becomes a beast. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Frozone you gave his super suit away to Goodwill. Oh, no. Wait, so is it the super suit? Does the super suit give him his powers? Or is no. it... He's just a no. power person? He's Yeah, he's yeah. just a superhero. But his super suit... This is a uh, suit... Like, it ha- it, I'm sure it's it, like, a secret helps. identity thing. Hmm. Yeah. Because um, he... Whenever the burning building falls and then they're caught in the jewelry store or whatever like they're not suited up in their mm-hmm. like they have superhero masks on, stuff though. they have like they're wearing like socks wait yeah but that's is, just yeah isn't he no Mm-mm. no no they're both no. wearing socks on their faces yeah they're wearing like oh, black right. clothing and then they're wearing black clothing and then like something to cover their face cuz yeah. they're just going to save people and they don't want to be like identified you know and mm-hmm. that's when he drinks the water and he's like i know I'm, i know i'm thirsty freeze yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you tell your wife? I mean, it's fine. Your wife knows you're a superhero or a former superhero or that you have powers. These things need yeah. to be known. Why would uh-huh. you tell her where the super suit goes? I mean, I, I just mean, she... wouldn't. I always assumed that she's also a superhero. We just didn't see her. Yeah. That could be possible. That and I, I mean, it's just an article of clothing. Like, why? Like, why wouldn't you tell her where that? Like, honey, can you grab this for me so that uh, I can probably save the the city in like yeah. an hour? Yeah. You know, like, hey, I need you to bring this to work. <laughs> Shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Oh, so it's like Pepper and bringing the Iron Man briefcase to, I, to Tony. Yeah, right. Okay. I'd, I'd I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> I still like the idea of her also being a superhero that we just haven't really. Met. Yeah. Hopefully, like, dude, Incredibles two. What if? what if we meet her yeah 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 that would make sense i hope we meet her Mm -hmm. maybe he has a kid yeah maybe welcome to disney versus where we go front we go back we go inside out and then we go front and back (laughs) It's called recycling, guys. I'm kind of upset at you for saying that one, especially when you gave me shit about, like, that's too long of, like, a thing last week. Cutting that. (laughs) You don't do that? You just cut the stuff you don't like. That's funny. This is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. And I'm Heather. Who's upset? (laughs) with her roommate if this is your first show (laughs) i hope it's not your last show (laughs) what we do on this show is we've taken 64 disney and pixar movies we've ranked them in a march madness style bracket and we uh, debate discuss make fun of analyze them until we have a true winner how's it going guys it is going going pretty good got my Got some of the wedding stuff taken care of today, so. You look great in that dress. Yeah. Thank you. Tori, we played <laughs> kickball. Uh, the roastery played kickball last Monday, and I am still sore. Oh, no. <laughs> but I thought you'd appreciate 
Tori and I used to host a kickball tournament, a kickball game. Yeah. In college. It's like it's the equivalent of like teachers versus students in like volleyball in high school, but okay. it's fraternity people playing kickball badly mm-hmm. or <laughs> amazingly, depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. We have a little bit of news this week. The great Michael Giacchino has returned and has started scoring The Incredibles 2. And I am super I didn't excited. Know that. Yeah, that's awesome. He just started, I think it was last week. Hell yeah. Yeah, he posted on Twitter a picture with uh, Brad Bird, the director. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that the score for The Incredibles wasn't even nominated for Best Original Score, and I'm kind of pissed what? about that. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. What that won that year, do we know? Of... Finding Neverland. That's disgusting. Who did that, Newman? I, I don't remember. I looked it up earlier and I forgot. But I know uh, Ray was nominated that year. The Aviator mm. was nominated that year. Ray was nominated and didn't win. Yeah. A series of unfortunate <laughs> events was nominated, which Thomas Newman, yeah, that's why he didn't do Finding Neverland. Jan A.P. Cax Merrick. Okay. Huh. I don't recognize that name. Mm-mm. Wow. Oh, well. Other news we have, Ewan McGregor, the actor who played Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, Lumiere in the Beauty and the Beast remake, he's in talks to star in Christopher Robin, which is mm. kind of the live-action remake slash sequel to Winnie the Pooh. And from what I what I read, it's kind of like Hook. It's kind of like the Winnie the Pooh version of Hook. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Ewan McGregor plays grown-up Christopher Robin, and Pooh shows up in his life again. I forget how, because <laughs> Pooh needs help finding his friends again, so he goes and finds <laughs> grown-up Christopher Robin. Oh, that could be cute. Yeah. I think it'll be it'll be just like Hook. Which Hook was yeah. really good, but Hook, Hook was, was really good. Love Hook. Yeah, Hook was great. Mm-hmm. We can review that. Rufy, oh, <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> we could talk about all the like the Peter Pan remakes. <laughs> Just all of them. Just they're, all of the Peter Pan. <laughs> There's so many. More bad ones than good ones, though. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, and that's why we just talk about them. We're just like, why does this exist? Next. Oh, no. Why does this one exist? Next. <laughs> So for this week's matchups, we have Big Hero 6 versus The Hunchback of Notre Dame and Atlantis The Lost Empire versus Beauty and the Beast. These are four really good movies. Yeah. Boo. All four of them, especially one. Boo. (laughs) I think Atlantis was... uh, An upset? The strongest one of the four. It's going all the way. Cinderella story. Cinderella story, Atlantis. When's the whole thing? Oh my god. Absolutely. Hashtag nope. <laughs> Yo, Atlantis Atlantis might have been ahead of its time when it came out because it had the it had the misfortune of being at the end of the Renaissance when people were still yeah. like, We want more musicals or we want better mm-hmm. musicals. I think if Atlantis would have come out now. It probably would have looked better. I mean, it looks great. It probably would have looked better. Yeah. But it the sto- everything that was wrong with it probably wouldn't have been what was wrong with it. 
So. What yeah. did it beat last time that I was so butthurt about? It beat Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Right. You're batshit. <laughs> I listened to that episode earlier, and I stand by my pick. Sorry. And I stand by the fact that you're batshit. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> okay, so we've got Big Hero 6 versus Hunchback of Notre Dame. What do you think about the story arcs for these two? I think these story arcs are really strong. They're both super emotional in different directions. Like, they're super emotional, but not mm-hmm. for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, you feel for both characters, but not for the same reason. They're both super sympathetic characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we ranted and raved about Hunchback last time. I, It is one of my favorites, and I'm sure it will move up in my rankings. Because I think I rated it somewhere in the teens. But... Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like it's a really, it's such a compelling story, and Disney did a pretty good job of adapting it from the book. It made it slightly more PC, um, took some details from the book and changed them around. Like, mm-hmm. there are some similarities between Quasimodo's mother in the movie that are actually characteristics of Esmeralda's mother in the book, and yeah. some things like that. Um, I don't know, I, I still appreciate it because it's so vastly different from really any other Disney movie and how dark it is, how compelling the songs are. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised uh, because we watched it today. We rewatched it today or whatever. His mom's death. Like I didn't, I didn't think they showed that. And then you see her head like smack the stairs and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, wait, did she just die? And then she, like, wasn't moving? And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. The fact that they showed that, like, there was no blood, obviously, but, like, the fact that, like, they showed that, it was... Back when they didn't give a fuck about showing death. Yeah. Everybody died. Yeah. Everyone died. I super appreciated that. I was like, oh, oh, okay, yes. Yes, she did die. (laughs) This is the darkest they've ever gone. I don't think they will ever go this dark again. Mm -hmm. Like, they have a brand. They have a much... The brand more is PC. yeah. The brand is more PC. They're all about you know diversity and uh, teaching kids, and mm-hmm. yeah. I read that there was a whole lot of uh, conflict between the producers and the creative team because oh, yeah. because of the religious overtones, which there are a shit ton of religious overtones. So many in this yeah. movie because it, most of the movie takes place in a church. Go figure. Yeah, they had there were darker. St- things that were taken out of this movie and the producers were like we just we don't want to go this dark so that i guess the mm-hmm. production team had to massively compromise on yeah, a lot dial of it back. and then with uh with big hero 6 i still think this is not so much textbook but this is a very good hero's arc is kind of the stages of grief and yeah. it's it's very yeah. palatable to kids like, how to deal with mm-hmm. the loss of, you know, a family member. Yeah. <laughs> I still kind of think, like, man, stop being a little bitch about it. <laughs> but... Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's like, no, what, 14, right. 15? Thanks, thanks for 13. putting this in perspective. I know he graduated high school from 13, but was he 13 in the movie? or? Going off of IMDb, Hero was born 2018. And it says the movie takes place in 2032, which means he's 14. Okay. So that was probably like 
<clears throat> I'm assuming at the beginning it was probably like maybe like the summer or something like that before. Yeah. College, or no, like, like school really was still in, school up, was right? still going on. Like Tadashi mm-hmm. was actively in school. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Huh. So so I'm okay. guessing like Tadashi dies at the end of a semester or no, the showcase takes place at the end of a semester. Because Hiro gets accepted after the showcase, yeah. and I'm guessing he's he's supposed to start next like semester. Like the next fall or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that so makes Tadashi sense. So Tadashi probably died, let's say, in December, November. Okay. I was going to say closer to, like, May or June. But yeah, Grace didn't want him to be such a whiny little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I remember when I watched this for the first time, Tori talked it up and talked it up and I hadn't seen it yet and I still not the biggest fan I think it's fine I think Baymax is cool yeah it's got some good comic relief moments for this matchup there's no question that Hunchback wins for me just because the side characters are they function as individual characters in addition to supporting characters Mm -hmm. like they have Mm -hmm. they very much have their own storylines and identities that don't just support Quasimodo's. Yeah. Yeah. They're funny. They're complex. They've got history. Mm-hmm. And we get to see a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to think of these movies the more we look at them in terms of big threes. In Hunchback, the big three would be Quasimodo, Frollo, and Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. And they're separately, they each have their. Well, Esmeralda doesn't really have an arc. But they're they're all strong characters on their own, and then you know you have Phoebus, who's a really strong character, and you have mm-hmm. the Archdeacon, who's not there as much, but he's a very good like I guess Maurice character. Speaking of mm-hmm. Belle's father, so Frollo, in the book, Esmeralda does have a a story arc. So Esmeralda and Quasimodo are born at the same time, and Quasimodo's mother switches them at birth because she doesn't want the ugly child. And so Esmeralda's trying to find her birth mom. Hmm. And um, Esmeralda's mom abandons Quasimodo at the church. And also Frollo is the archdeacon and not... A judge. Not a judge. Which, that's one thing that they did to kind of separate church and state a little bit in this. Mm -hmm. But really you don't... They didn't change his role enough uh, to kind of separate him... He he's seems like he's an acting church official yeah, in this entire movie to me. He's he's a church official in everything except in name. Yeah. He kind of has his way verbally with the archdeacon. He tells the deacon, you know, look after or keep Quasimodo here, make sure he doesn't leave. Yeah. I thought he was just mainly like the law. You know what I mean? He like, is. Yeah, he like is. law but law versus versus being a part of the church because the church was questioning him like pretty much this whole time yeah but he was really listening yeah, yeah. he was still like manipulating it he was really uh making his mission religious and righteous like doing this in the name of my mission from god and everything stuff like that that's what i mean oh, okay so you don't think that he you think he goes to church but doesn't have like an acting like hierarchy or like no role? i think he's also controlling the church i think he's yeah. okay the big three in Big Hero 6 would probably be um, Hero, Baymax, and uh, probably Callahan. Yeah. Yeah. But it's super weak because you don't learn about Callahan's motivations until the end. Because it's, it's kind of like yeah. a Scooby-Doo plot <laughs> yeah. until yeah. the end. 
I mean, until until Hero finds out who's under the mask, and then uh-huh. it becomes kind of a Hero getting over his grief. Mm-hmm. The side characters in Big Hero 6 are more auxiliary than the yes. side characters in uh, Hunchback, because Hero's friends are there, but they're really... They don't really have standout moments. Like, they don't mm-hmm. really... Baymax does more healing to Hero than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I mean, Aunt Cass is kind of in the same role as the Archdeacon. She's there, she's supportive, but she doesn't really have any super huge moments. So in your version of, like, the big three, does it have to include a villain, or...? It's it's a protagonist, an antagonist, and a foil to the protagonist. Okay. That's what I'm trying to look at. Because I was going to suggest maybe uh, Tadashi was the third. Because, like, even though he wasn't actively there, like, his... Presence. I mean, his, his presence was still... Like, I mean, they said his name all the time. You know, they were like, what would Tadashi think? We had to do this for Tadashi. And, you know, Baymax ends up showing him, like, the video and stuff like that. and So, like, just the fact that... Tadashi was kind of like the main reason why all of this was happening. That's why I kind of figured Tadashi would be the third, but he's not an antagonist. I'm waiting for that sequel where (laughs) time travel, Tadashi is the bad guy. I'm waiting for Mm -hmm. it. I mean, we also didn't see a body. True that. It's not a body. (laughs) That's true. It's based off a comic (laughs) book, and comic rules are if you don't see a body, (laughs) body? they might not be dead. But I think Tadashi, or I think Baymax might be the spirit of Tadashi in some way. Okay. Like an older brother figure. The second time when Baymax stops Hero from opening his access port and then shows him... Yeah. Tadashi is here. Yeah. Tadashi is in here. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why Hero was so hurt about losing Baymax at the end because it's kind of, you know, I'm losing my brother all over again. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Grace, that uh, the, the characters aren't as strong... Yes. In Big Hero Six, because you know you have a huge mm-hmm. team. I mean, they're there for laughs. You know, they're there yeah. to be Hero's team and finding Yokai, uh, mm-hmm. Doctor Ka- mm-hmm. Doctor Hallahan. Can I just say I'm I'm kind of upset, like that the fa- at the fact that Hero had to like gear everybody up, and I'm wondering if it's because like he's mainly doing like ro- I guess he would be doing like robotics while everybody else has their different scientific field. But at the same time, like, he was like, oh, we have to upgrade all of you. And Hero literally, like, makes everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought you were all supposed to be really smart. Why couldn't y'all? <laughs> like, you know, and then he, like, takes the qualities of whatever they're working on when he first meets them, you know. Like, that's what he incorporates into their new gear and stuff like that. But why is Hero doing all the work? He's the Tony Stark. He makes everything <laughs> and pays for everything and makes everybody look cool. I guess, yeah. Man, I need a Tony Stark in my life. Right. I'm wondering if uh, Fred Shaggy was the one that paid for everything. Probably. <laughs> That's funny. He's definitely the Shaggy of the group. Right? He's Shaggy Fred. I like Shaggy Fred. It rolls It rolls better off the tongue than Fred Shaggy. I'm going to move on to awards. Big Hero 6 wasn't as big of an award standout. It won Best Animated Effects at the Annie's. It won Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. And lost Best Animated Feature at the Golden Globes to How to Train Your Dragon 2. Hmm. Oh, but that was a good movie. Uh, Ah, Don't. Ah. Hear me out. I remember at the time (laughs) thinking, 
at the Oscars and at the Golden Globes, it's either Big Hero 6 or How to Train Your Dragon 2. But I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon 2 since I think I watched it in theaters or right before the Oscars. Hmm. But I use if I'm going to watch something How to Train Your Dragon, I go to the first one. Because the first one is yeah. just so much better. It's so good. And then uh, Hunchback Awards. Hunchback ran into a buzzsaw that year because that same award season, it was in contention with Toy Story for a lot of things. So at the Annie's, it was nominated. It lost Best Animated Feature to Toy Story. At the Oscars, since there wasn't a Best Animated Feature category, it wasn't that wasn't there to lose. But it was animated for Mm. Best Original Score. Mm-hmm. And at the Golden Globes, it was nominated for Best Original Score. And the score is very good. Like, listening to the whole yeah. thing uh, in the movie, it's really great. Another a thing mm-hmm. that I love about Alan Menken, and you heard me talk about it when you talked about Beauty and the Beast, uh, the remake. The one thing he does really well is uses his songs in the score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is one of those, one of the few... Disney movies where I enjoy listening to the soundtrack like all the way through. Mm-hmm. Just kind of this mm-hmm. and Hercules. It's super good. Yeah. Have you listened to the musical soundtrack for this, Grace? No. Yeah, they had a they had a stage musical. I don't know if it was on Broadway. There are some really good songs in it. I didn't know me and Heather just figured this out and I already talked to you about it, Grace. There's a Big Hero Six T V series coming out. Mm-hmm. It's like it's supposed to come out in the fall. Oh, yeah. I kind of forgot about that already. Like it snuck up on us. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, made snuck up on us. Yeah. It's yeah. it's already greenlit for a season two, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Is it on Disney Channel? or? It's going to be on, uh, I think, Disney XD. And uh, the most of the original cast is coming back to do voices. That's cool. But mm-hmm. the drawback is it's going to be 2D. Yeah, I would expect. Yeah, because I guess... Yeah. CGI is expensive, especially with Baymax flying around and powers and stuff. Yeah, so is Tangled though. Tang- uh, Tangled is coming back for a TV show too, and right. it's gonna it's gonna be two D. Mm. Yeah. What about funny lines? Funny and iconic lines. I was looking through the quotes for Hunchback, and there are none that are sticking out to me. But I'm thinking like, I remember laughing a lot. It's, it's kind of one of those that's a little more, like, situational rather than, like... Because yeah. yelling sanctuary isn't exactly funny, but that's, like, one of the main... Super iconic you know, line. Cause it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big Hero 6. I mean, I quote Big Hero 6 all the time because I walk really slow. And so <laughs> whenever my friends <laughs> at school make fun of me, I'm just like, I am not fast. <laughs> just constantly. Mm-hmm. What about you? Hmm. Did you pick out any funny lines? I mean, I use the funny line that I love at the top. I go back, I go front, I go front and back, and I go inside out. I'm still trying to figure out, like, what back and front means. Like, does he switch throughout the day? Maybe. That's, that's too much work. <laughs> Better like I'm a hairy baby. Hairy, hairy baby. baby. <laughs> you know, like that kind of stuff. Stress eating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, those are the only ones that I can think of. They're all pretty much Baymax and Shaggy Fred, so. Yeah. Or Woman Up. But that's not really funny. That's more of just, like, stop 
being weak. That is a really good line, though. <laughs> yeah. And you only hear it twice. I thought you heard it more than that, but I only heard it twice whenever we were watching it. So, Grace, is your pick Hunchback? Yes. Okay. What about you? I think I'm going to agree with you and go with Hunchback. Mm-hmm. I like the character yes. performances. I think the most compelling thing about Big Hero 6 is Hero's, hero's, um, hero's Emotional Journey. Emotional Journey. Huh. Ah. Well, and <laughs> the the jokes from Baymax. But other mm-hmm. than that, I mean, it's that's about it. Yeah, it's pretty, but... Yeah. That's so great. I love the the opening scene when they take you through San Francisco, and then mm-hmm. the the fir- the flight scene, which is I'm pretty sure straight out of straight out of How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, when they're oh, actually no, I'm not gonna say it's straight out of How to Train Your Dragon. I'm gonna say it's straight out of Iron Man, the first flight. Yes. When they're flying around, uh-huh. it's super great. Watching that in 3D was really good. Hunchback moves on to the next round. For our next match, we have the sleeper hit, Atlantis the Lost Empire versus Beauty and the Beast. Both of these movies were directed by Gary Trousdale and Kirk Weiss. I didn't know that. Hmm. It just happened. And they didn't drop the ball, did they, Grace? They did so well on both movies. (laughs) I feel like we talked a lot. No, like I, I've already said what I have to say about Atlantis, and yeah. like I'm just bitter that it beat Ratatouille because Ratatouille was the obvious winner. I feel like we talked a lot about Beauty and the Beast, but really we just talked about the new live action version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many thanks to IMDb. I did learn some cool facts. So they were really careful with the color palette, and mm-hmm. Belle is the only character seen in blue for the whole really in the in the whole town Mm -hmm. yeah um and it's to kind of signify her as different than everyone else Mm -hmm. and then this is the only disney movie where the villain and the hero have the same color eyes yep Hmm. gaston has blue eyes in this and so does the prince actually so does belle 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 has brown eyes and she's the first princess to have brown hair yeah Brunettes, what up? Well, in Atlantis, Milo is the first male character, the first Disney male character to have glasses. Hey, four eyes, can't see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like Belle and Milo would get along because they're both. I could see that. Bookworms. Yeah, and they both know about like machinery and stuff too. I think he's way more adventurous. She wants to be adventurous, but he actually has gone on the adventure. If yeah. that makes sense. I don't even know that she wants to be adventurous. She just wants to be around people who aren't. She says in a song she wants sheltered. to She go wants on adventure adventures. in the Great White somewhere. Yeah. Oh. She wants it more than she mm-hmm. can tell, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Continue quoting Maybe the song. That's why I didn't remember because she couldn't tell. Yeah. And for <laughs> once, it might be grand to have someone understand she wants so much more than they've got planned. And scene. Good job. <laughs> Are you looking at the lyrics right now? What? Are you you looking at the lyrics right now? No, that was off the top of the head. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Cute. 
I remember when they sang that, they, when Belle sang that, all, her and all of her personalities, uh, she, uh, <laughs> I told Tori, I was like, so she talks about wanting adventure in the, like, great wide somewhere or whatever, but then she just kind of goes, like, down the street through a forest to a castle and the end. Yep. That's, that's her adventure, I guess. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. So that's probably why you got confused. I noticed, uh, I think I read the same thing and imdb that you did but i my favorite thing that i found out is that all the lines in beauty and the beast the song are five syllables whoa super yeah. great <laughs> she's doing the same thing i did mm-hmm. and it's all it's because of the musical structure like every two bars is four quarter notes and a whole note so that's basically five beats never just the same Never mm-hmm. Okay, I believe you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a song. Beauty and the Beast has great songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a... Atlantis has no great songs. There, there are no songs in Atlantis at all. I don't count the end credits. Yeah. Beauty and the Beast has <laughs> Gaston as a primary villain, and there's no loyalty in. Atlantis. Rourke is a better villain, though. Yeah. Because he's he's competent and cunning, and I mean, dis- he's just a he's a venture ca- he's a he's a venture capitalist. That's it. He's out for number one, and yeah, I mean, Gaston isn't bright. Not by any stretch. At, in this version, Gaston is not bright. He's but he's still manipulative, though. Like, do you remember that post I sent yes. you or whatever? Yes. Yes. There's a poster or whatever going around with like a theory or whatever or something basically saying that Gaston is the scariest um, villain because there are people actively out there like him, you know, in the sense that he Mm -hmm. can basically be able to coerce anybody into kind of doing anything. For example, Mm -hmm. how he got the whole town to show up to his wedding that he hadn't even asked Belle to marry him for. And he was like, well, I got to go <laughs> propose. And everyone's like, thinking it's like so funny. And it's like, no, that's actually really terrifying. Cause she obviously doesn't want to marry yeah, him, yeah. but because of the type of personality that he has, everyone is just like, Oh, Gaston's so lovable. It's totally fine. Belle's just in the wrong. And it's like, no, actually that's not real. <laughs> And then in the so. end, it's just fear-mongering <laughs> and uh, mob mentality that causes everyone to mm-hmm. storm the castle. Yeah, mm-hmm. go against the beast that they had never met or seen until they until they were like, oh shit, look, a beast. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are fine until you knew that this guy was, you know, living next door. Until you knew the spider was on your shoulder. Like, come mm-hmm. on. I stole that from Tori from earlier. Yep. <laughs> Stealing my metaphors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What about some themes for Atlantis? Obviously, with Beauty and the Beast, we've got Don't Judge a Book by its cover, mm-hmm. exemplified by the Enchantress showing up as a homeless beggar. Yeah. And then turning into this wonderful Enchantress, and then same with the Beast, for who could ever learn to love the Beast. Yeah. Yeah, I I honestly can't really think of any uh, themes Don't get greedy, fools. Yeah, except for mm-hmm. it's... I got... Anti-imperialism, which is, you know, I'm not going to say anti-imperialism. I'm going to say anti-capitalism because Rourke's whole thing was, like, he said it himself. He's an an adventure capitalist. He's not a mercenary. Mm. And 
I kind of like his his point of if you give away every stolen treasure from a museum, you'd have an empty building. Mm-hmm. But I mean, in this case, it's you know people are gonna die. Yeah. If mm-hmm. you take a you people can live yeah, without killing, seeing this you're treasure. You're literally killing off a civilization. Yeah. Yes. I mean, take pictures, write a book. That's what Milo did. Well, and even then, even at the end of Atlantis or whatever, they basically still hid all of the information. And I think it's because they were they knew that like other greedy people would try to go for their like life stone thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, other pe- so... if they hear about it, other people would try to attempt the the journey yeah so they so they spread some fake news oh my god (laughs) no (laughs) and it's and the joke stops there yes (laughs) my gosh last round i raved about the diversity in the side characters with atlantis Mm -hmm. but upon closer inspection they don't really do much yeah yes they're i think i called that out what I think I called that out last time. I think you did, but that's not what I mean. Oh, okay. They're, yes, they're diverse, but they're still stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, you know, Audrey's still a fiery, you know, Latina. A spitfire Latina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Mrs. Packard is uh, a crude, chain-smoking woman, old woman. Cookie is, he sounds Southern and he's, you know, ignorant to what lettuce is. Mm-hmm. He only and, makes everything with bacon grease and lard and all that shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Sweet is the gentle black giant. Smooth talking. Mm-hmm. So, they're, yes, they're diverse, but, well, it's, you know, the two, early 2000s. If you would have shuffled those personalities around, it would have been different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you didn't, and they're still stereotypes. Yeah. So back on Beauty and the Beast, we, I know we haven't really talked, at least the last round, we didn't really talk a lot about Beauty and the Beast, and I know we talked about the villain. Yeah, we talked about the villain and stuff. That's true, we did gloss over Beauty and the Beast quite a bit last time. We we didn't talk about Beauty and the Beast because we were saying everything wrong with Home on the Range. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. We didn't have to say anything about Beauty and the Beast, all we had to say was the title and be like, Okay, yeah, it wins. Okay, yeah, next. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast is what my mom and I used to watch when we were sick. Like, that's just kind of tradition, is when you're sick, mm-hmm. you watch Beauty and the Beast. Mine was Mari. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I watched Mari, Jerry Springer. Yeah. Mari, Jerry Springer, and Jeopardy. Yep. Because <laughs> the parents weren't home, so you could watch whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, continue. I'm sorry. I love the side characters in this. The songs are good, but not like there are a couple songs that I really like. But as a as a whole soundtrack, I'm not a. It's not one that stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Not like Hunchback does or like Hercules. Yeah. I. I'll kind of touch on this, even though we talked about it with a live action version. I'm really disappointed by how Belle's father Maurice is portrayed um, as this kind of crazy old guy mm-hmm. um, and I like how they changed that in the live action version and said he's just kind of an eccentric mm-hmm. and that's acceptable it's misunderstood by the townspeople but it's yeah I think it's more socially acceptable yeah mm-hmm. my favorite character in this movie is the beast because mm-hmm. yeah if you look at just watch the beast's face 
through anything. Like, my favorite scene is after the wolves attack Belle and the beast saves her. Mm-hmm. And she's cleaning his wound and they get into an argument. <laughs> Every time he makes something, he has this huge self-satisfied smile on his face. And mm-hmm. then Belle mm-hmm. immediately breaks him down. And he's he has this, oh, she's right. I gotta think of something. Look on his <laughs> face. And it's so great. Yeah, he's very expressive. And uh, he's 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 such a great character. Like from the beginning, this is my appreciation for the Beast in the this version is probably why I was so disappointed in the um, live action the remake. I still mm-hmm. liked the Beast in the remake, but in this version, the Beast is so compassionate. Mm-hmm. Like even though his his servants had to push him a lot he still gave you know bella room he didn't make her stay in the tower he invited her to dinner though forcefully but he was going to feed her (laughs) and it shows that he softens so quickly and after he saves bell and after bell you know cleans him up and cleans his wounds and everything that's when his feelings start to change Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because after the beginning after the fight over food he says it's hopeless like he's so downtrodden yeah and after bell comes back and cleans his wounds he he gets a little bit of hope and then he gives her the library which me and heather were talking i don't think there were that many books to be in that library i'm thinking like all of those books were some of the same books just in different languages because this (laughs) movie takes place in like the late 1700s late 1700s yeah there aren't that many books going there aren't that many books so but that that library is massive that many books of course there are yeah that's what i thought too what are they you're not gonna know now do you know how many books there are now like come on (laughs) we're not gonna know that actual answer (laughs) Out of the two of us, I know. I don't know if Grace is much of a reader. You would know better than me. <laughs> but yeah, I love the Beast. He's he's such a great character. He's such a he's mm-hmm. he's he's kind of a tragic character because he dies at the end, but he comes back to life. But yeah. you kind of feel for the Beast because he's so hopeless at the beginning, mm-hmm. and he shows his pain instead of telling it by roaring instead of singing. <laughs> Awards. Grace is probably going to call checkmate on this, but Atlantis <laughs> won no awards. Like out of any <laughs> Oscars or Grammys, <laughs> there were no, <laughs> wasn't even nominated. <laughs> so there's a reason. What's funny is I actually really did like Atlantis when it came out. I remember really liking it when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I rewatched it and I was disappointed. And I rewatched Ratatouille and was so impressed. So. I'm not saying Ratatouille would have won against Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. Let it go. We're not talking about Frozen. Come on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We already... Frozen already got knocked out. Frozen already lost. (laughs) I will let that go, too. Jesus. (laughs) Um, Atlantis is not without... It's not a a garbage movie. Like, it's not Home on the Range. Because... Nothing is Home on the Range. a very strong and progressive character... That's really all I can say. Kita's a Kita's a good character. She's a warrior, and also Kree a Summer is amazing. Yeah, and she's a leader. She's a queen. You know, mm-hmm. she's one of the few. She's one of the few princesses that become queens. Yes. Yeah. I think she's the first. Yeah, I don't 
don't know. Probably. I yeah, I wouldn't know that off the top of my head. I'm thinking of Kida and then Elsa because Elsa gets coronated in Elsa. the movie. Elsa. Cinderella. I don't well, think Cinderella no, becomes, becomes queen because they're they marry princes, not kings. Yeah, and like technically his dad hadn't died yet, so yeah, like nobody's like Kita's father died. Okay, so awards for Beauty and the Beast. Lay that shit out there. It was the first. It was <laughs> the first winner <laughs> of. It was the first Annie Award winner for best animated film. Ooh. It was the first animated film nominated for best picture. It was nominated for sound mixing. This is at the Oscars. It won Best Original Score. It had three songs nominated for Best Original Song. Uh, Be Our Guest, Hmm. Belle, and Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast was the winner. (laughs) At the Golden Globes, it won Best Motion Picture, Musical Comedy. It won Best Score. And it won Best Song for Beauty and the Beast, where I believe Beauty and the Beast and Be Our Guest were nominated for Best Song. Hmm. It's got a pedigree. And like I said on the uh, on our last episode, it's one of six animated movies, sorry, one of seven animated movies in uh, the National Film Registry for Preservation. Yes. So what you're saying is, it won no awards and Atlantis is moving on. Next. <laughs> Exactly. My pick is for Atlantis. <laughs> um, what about funny lines from these movies? There are some really underhanded quips in Beauty and the Beast that you don't necessarily catch um, unless you're listening. Mm-hmm. There's one where Gaston says, LeFou, I'm afraid I've been thinking. And LeFou says, A dangerous pastime. <laughs> Gaston says, I know. Yeah, I was like, I was like and he knows. <laughs> Can I say? Um, can I say? Gaston knows knows the word expectorating, but he doesn't <laughs> know what primeval means. Right? Yeah. Come on! Come I'm wondering on, if it's big, I'm wondering if it's the way she uh, pronounced it because it's oh, primeval you're... versus like primeval. Mm-hmm. No, she says you're positively primeval. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering okay. if he didn't understand because she said prime instead of prim. Primeval isn't that like a thing? Yeah. I've heard that. I don't know. Yeah. Continue. You could be right. It could be pronounced both ways. Yeah, I, th- I see what you mean, though. Like caramel. Caramel. Yeah. Anyway, but um, yes. He yeah. makes an underhanded comment. It's not right for a woman to read. Soon she starts getting ideas and thinking. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, this progressive eyes. town, <laughs> though. Yeah. How progressive is this village? <laughs> <laughs> Negative. They are on the forefront of women's rights, y'all. Oh my God. They are so woke. <laughs> Jesus. Oh shit, I didn't mention this when we were talking about Hunchback, but there was a moment when uh, Quasimodo is uh, is tied up and Esmeralda comes and uh, frees him. She starts basically preaching to Frollo about the persecution of her people. And we were mm-hmm. watching, I leaned over to Heather, I'm like, yo, Esmeralda is so woke. She is, though. She is literally, like, one of the most woke people, like, in that movie. Hashtag Team Esmeralda. (laughs) Esmeralda was like, Frollo, have several seats. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, shit. Oh, my God, y'all goobers. Okay. (laughs) My favorite line from Beauty and the Beast was, I gotta get something for her. 
And Cogsworth says, women enjoy flowers, chocolates, <laughs> yeah. promises you don't intend to keep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's my, that's my favorite line. No one plots like Gaston takes cheap sh- shots like Gaston plans to persecute harmless crackpots like Gaston. <laughs> yeah. So Literally, I told Tori, yeah. I was like, the bar hears, like, yeah, they hear him singing this and they're just like, oh, it's totally yeah. fine. Let's just yeah. fucking keep drinking. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like his hold on the town is like just so tight. It's just like, no, fucking no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Atlantis has some really good lines too. Mm-hmm. Like cookies lines, uh, bean, bake. I got four basic food groups. Bean, bacon, whiskey, and lard. <laughs> like all of cookies lines. Yeah. I got, he has his tattoo of uh, the states. <laughs> yeah. Watch me make Rhode Island dance. Go on, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then a line that I use a lot uh, motivationally is uh, Sweet's line. When you hit rock bottom, the only place to go is up. Mm-hmm. It's a really good line. And then Vinny's line, what's in your bag? Uh, dynamite, fuses, nitroglycerin, <laughs> notepads, <laughs> paper yeah. clips, big ones. Yeah. You know, office supplies. <laughs> really good lines. One of my favorites is when um, Sweets was like, uh-oh, you sat in the dirt, didn't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like that whole scene. All right. So uh, Atlantis moves on? Yes. Atlantis moves on? No. Uh-uh. Hashtag nope. All joking aside, mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast wins because it's such a... It's it's a marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, the songs and the music are great and better. The um, Or the, existent. Yeah. The themes... The, like, just the, just the theme of don't judge a book by its cover that's so prevalent in this movie is so powerful mm-hmm. and larger than anything that atlantis did atlantis looks great yeah and it has mm-hmm. really good performances and it's funny mm-hmm. and the score's really nice too yeah i think mm-hmm. there are funnier lines in atlantis than in beauty and the beast yes yeah. i think so i think if we analyze the lyrics to all of the, the beauty and the beast songs you would find more gems yes mm-hmm but yeah. the the sum of Beauty and the Beast parts are way greater than Atlantis's, mm-hmm. and just fun fact: when I originally thought about the idea for doing this bracket, like I was going to do automatic uh, number one seeds. My automatic number one seeds were going to be it was going to be Beauty and the Beast, Snow White, Up, and Toy Story three, except for Snow White. The other three have been nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And then Snow White, it's, you know, it's the it's the first one. So it's 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 pretty big deal. Yeah. So Beauty and the Beast is just so great. Mm-hmm. It's so well put together, too. Not just the, like, different qualities of it or whatever that make it great. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that all those qualities mesh really well together. And they were, like, able to tell that story really smoothly and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Grace, yeah. what do you pick? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. With my SpongeBob face on, Grace, you love Atlantis, don't you? <laughs> she loves Atlantis. You love Krabby Patties, don't you, Squidward? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next round, we have The Hunchback of Notre Dame and Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Ooh, that's gonna be a really interesting match. <laughs> yes, it will. 
Will they go against each other? They that? won't. I believe no. it will oh. be. I thought Beauty they would. The no, it's uh, Beauty and the Beast versus Monsters Inc. and Lion King versus Hunchback. Oh, that's not even fair. Oh, this is the this is the worst region. This is the hardest region. Grace, what do you have for Drunk Disney? Drunk Disney. Okay, so we did Hunchback last time. Is that right? Yes, we did Hunchback mm-hmm. last time. Okay, let's do Beating the Beast. And we have Anytime a Song Begins, Anytime LeFou or Gaston make an underhanded comment, something that's not quite politically correct, like something about gender or manipulating the population. Something that or... sounds sexist. Yeah. Anything like that. And the third rule is anytime Lumiere burns anything mm-hmm. or there's a reference to his flame. Yeah. Next time we have Toy Story 3 versus The Princess and the Frog and Toy Story 2 versus The Incredibles. I'm so excited. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I've been thinking about Star for The Incredibles like all week. Mm-hmm. It's a very, I'm not going to say it's a political movie, but there are a lot of good uh, themes to talk about in those movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can follow Disney Versus on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney Versus, on Twitter at Disney VS. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and on Google Play Music. Give us. Mm, six and three quarter kiwi on <laughs> google play music we'd really appreciate it <laughs> i'm running out of fruit i have to think of <laughs> thanks for listening and we will see you guys next episode yeah bye, bye. bye.